Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. We are your hosts. Nailed it. Chad and Peter. And today we're going to talk to you. Actually, Peter's going to talk to you. And I'm Peter. That's Peter. Yeah, Uh, we're going to do story time today. Story time. And this story is called A Table Did Something Weird. And when I say a table, I mean the people at the table did something weird, not the table itself. The patrons. So I, I, Chad is telling me that we've discussed this on the podcast before. I can't remember doing that, but it is... I was looking through my notes for... Uh, I've got a whole phone note here full of stuff for the podcast episodes. And I wrote a lot about this. <laughs> so I like really analyzed it. And uh, if, if Chad, if you notice that we've definitely done all this before, then stop me and we'll shift gears but oh we did but continue. we did the whole thing the whole thing with the note that was left and then you addressed it with the crowd after you poked fun at them yes and it was the first There's time it ever happened oh we'll continue okay so i had it to, let me just tell you what the thing is first so i was playing at my key lime bistro gig which if you've been following along is got hit really hard by a hurricane and is not happening currently um, my key lime bistro gig is my lower paying gig with the great tips um so I made almost 400 bucks in tips that night, which was, which is amazing. That's a very good tip night. And I had a table who I had, I had no inkling that they were having any kind of issue with me. I had a table right on their check to their server quote, no chatting from stage. Ack. A, 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 K four A's no chatting from stage Ack. on their check. And I don't fucking know what that means, honestly. Like, I, I, have, I kind of have an idea of what they mean by that, but we're, we're going to dig into this a little bit. There, there's some things to be learned from this, I think. What, you got a question? No, it just yeah. sounds like they're foreigners. I believe they were British, mm. um, which is an interesting thing to do, to visit a foreign country mm-hmm. and then critique, ru- critique like, a cultural thing that, like, are you fucking kidding me? Some things to note here. So, as I mentioned, I made $388 in tips that day. So, it's not that the show wasn't going well, right? This probably doesn't indicate something wrong with my show, anything on my end. Although, I do always try to do that when I when some criticism is leveled at me. I do try to think, is there some truth to this? Am I, is there something I can learn from this, right? Which is a good policy to have. But, I mean, the fact that I was having one of the best tip nights ever, it tells you that at least my goals are being achieved by what I'm doing here. So, I think the clearest thing to me that this indicates is that you really cannot please everyone, right? You got people who are throwing their money at you all night to the tune of $100 an hour, right? That are, that in, in addition to, the, to what the bar is paying you to be there, right? You got people throwing their money at you to, to do what you're doing. And somebody in that very same crowd believes that something is going wrong with, with, with what you're doing, that you're doing a bad job, right? Even given that this kind of, this kind of job, and we talked about this before, the bar gig thing is aimed at a broad spectrum of people. It's, it's not aimed like my solo original stuff is Peter in the end, by the way, check it out. It's not aimed at a specific crowd of people. Like for instance, my music is aimed at, People who like a particular style, maybe like a folk kind of sensibility style, but with uh, kind of happy sounding, but dark and uh, like dark lyrics, right? It's got a kind of a specific flavor to it. 
and I'm looking for a small crowd of very dedicated fans for the, for that music. That's not what I'm doing with the bar gig stuff. I'm looking for a broad spectrum group of fans. So I'm playing all, all different kinds of covers. I'm making all different kinds of jokes, you know, different different like levels of joke, but also accounting for the fact that there are going to be kids in the crowd. Like that, it's that kind of thing, right? It's more of a pop sensibility than a than a uh, like prog sens- sensibility, so to speak. Um, so anyway, even given that this job is aimed at a broad spectrum, some people are going to go, oh, fuck, a person with a microphone. I wish this was the radio and I wish it was just turned down. And as a matter of fact, I just wish I was fucking at home right now. Like that's, there are going to be people in the crowd who are like that. And, you know, they're, I don't want to generalize, but they're going to generally be older people, mm-hmm. which, you know, it happens as, as you get older, your world gets a little smaller and, you know, to the point where one day you're just confined to your chair. And uh, I, I understand to to the degree that a 32-year-old can't understand that how, how that could hurt and what, what that could do, do to you. So <laughs> that is a true tangent. So it, people are, people are going to not like what you're doing, period. That's just part of the thing. And that's one lesson to take away from this. They're not all going to passive-aggressively leave shitty little notes like that. <laughs> But it's the first one you've had in eight years. The first one I've had one other thing happen like this, actually, where a server came up to me and looked so embarrassed. He was like, like he, he was like thinking like, should I just not do this? And a a table had given him, had written a note and they said, give it to me while I was playing that said, why are you playing church music? I was playing hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. (laughs) And it was like these fucking uncultured swine. swine. Exactly. (laughs) seriously that's there's no other term for it and not only that but to be like i'm gonna put my server on the fucking hook for the like these people were shitheads these people were shitheads and this was earlier on in my career so i wasn't i didn't have the fortitude to stop the show and address them i I would definitely call them out now time to read a note i'd fucking humiliate those people but and they deserve it too you know yeah were they british I have no idea. They were I, they were never revealed to me. They oh. were like cowards. Um, anyway, I, I'm I'm like certain they were American. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like quite certain they're American. Anyway, so there are going to be people, no matter how good you are or how appropriate to the venue you are. Eventually, a gig will have a, at least a person in it. More likely, a whole table in it who's just like, "Oh my God, stop! I wish you weren't here." Why do they do this? And it's it's I think the most amazing thing to me about it is these people can often sit in a room full of enthusiastic crowd members, full of people who are pulling out $20 bills to give to you, full of people who are joking and laughing with you and requesting things that they're getting fulfilled with you and having a great time. And they'll be like, I can't believe there's music here. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. What's wrong with all it's these like, people? It's like, fucking look around at you. Yeah. I'm making this business money, you stupid fuck. Yeah. Like... It's not that it's not even that they're stupid. It's just that they're not they're so self-centered and so attuned to what's going on in their head and their lives that they can't just fucking look around and take a social cue and be like, "Oh, I'm the weird one here." Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just shut the fuck up or leave. Mm-hmm. Go back to your chair. And yeah, it's just it's amazing. It's like it's kind of related to like the carpet bagging thing. And there's it's telling that these were British people that uh it's it's that type of mentality. And Americans will do this abroad too. Where they go somewhere and they expect the fucking world around them to conform to what they think it should be. 
It's like, that is not how you fucking travel. I mean, that's why you got a British person traveling to Fort Myers, honestly. You you live in England, and the first place you can think to go is fucking southwest Florida. We have nice beaches, but they're fucking nice beaches in Greece. They're very cool places, two, three-hour flights from you in, in the UK. You should that's visit cool, those dude. first. <laughs> okay, that was another tangent. But you see what I mean. It's like the type, the type of person who's going to fly across the Atlantic Ocean... To go to Southwest Florida is like... The British Karen. The British Karen. That's exactly right. We've we got to come up with a better name for her. I mean, Karen works. Karen. <laughs> yeah, Karen. Okay, so... Sharon. Thing number one to take away from this valuable lesson is you can't please everyone. Um, thing number two. All right. Even if I'd have gotten their criticism in a timely manner and changed my show, what that would have done is probably not even placate them. It probably wouldn't result in them tipping me, deciding to change their mind. Oh, I'm now I'm going to, now I value what this guy does because he's not chatting as much as I think he should be. Here's money for, they don't see the value in what you're doing. They, these people are not there for you and trying to please them is never going to help your show. Continue trying to please the people who are tipping you $388. Continue doing what you're doing. Continue with what is working. There are going to be naysayers, all over the place, people people suck sometimes. Trolls. There are trolls. There are not even just trolls, but there are like people who are genuinely jealous of, of what you're trying to do. There are people who are threatened by the fact that you're going for something that they don't have the courage to go for. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that's right. Hurt people hurt people. And that's, that's another, it's a good way to approach this is, you know, I'm calling these people stupid assholes. And, you know, on some level they deserve to be called things like that when they act like this but really it's it's better to have empathy for people in the in the big picture when you zoom all the way out say yeah man these people it's it looks fucking hard to be those people or that person i don't want to group the whole table maybe it was just one person but it it looks difficult guilty by association it looks difficult to live like that i'm gonna go out to a restaurant we're having a good time on the beach um we're we're literally out to eat on vacation and i got something to bitch about I mean, come on, right? It looks it it looks sad and difficult to live that way. I don't want to. I'm lucky that I'm not like that. Thank you. And just like kind of feeling that can be a helpful way to get past it. But um, so it, here's another point, right? Okay, so point number two was point number. Two. We all getting from point one and point two always seems to be the yeah, hardest point, part in point these episodes. One, point one gets me stuck. <laughs> okay, so point point number two, which which I just I just said, I'm just going to review it real quick, is Related to you can't please everyone, which was point one. One, you can't please everyone. Two, don't try to please complainers. Um, on some level, obviously, you want to be, you don't want to get a lot of complaints for your volume, especially. We've, we've gone over this. Your volume, it's important that your volume is dialed in properly to the venue you're in. And it's important that you're being considerate of your volume. But if there's one person who's just like, you got to turn that down and everyone else is having a good time and the manager is having a good time and everyone's like, I've had I've had managers say like don't even listen to them just this person's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, if everyone's having a good time, do what do what's doing that right. Um, so don't try to don't try to please everyone. I guess is point two. Um, don't try to please people who are just bitching. Some people just bitch for the sake of it. Um, okay, point number three. This is kind of interesting. I thought even given that a lot of people will 
quietly in their head think, oh my God, I wish this guy wasn't here. Very few will actually heckle, mm-hmm. right? Um, most people most people will go, wow, this isn't really my thing. I'm just going to finish eating and get out of here or ask for a different table or something that happens fairly often. People get sat right in front of the music and they go, oh, actually, this is kind of, can we go somewhere else? And it sounds like every story you've told in the past about a heckler, they've pretty much always been inebriated. Yes, that's very true. Um, sober people generally do not heckle. I, I've actually never seen never seen it. <laughs> um, so very few people would actually heckle. And I think even fewer people would take the absolutely nonsensical action of writing a passive-aggressive note on their waiter's copy of the bill. Um, like, this, this literally, this makes no sense. Like, what was their goal? It was, I don't know. Did they? Th- I, I just, I, I puzzle over what the goal was. It was just to to shriek into the void. It was just, yeah. It was just I'm I'm upset and I need somebody. I think it was just to be heard, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the, I mean, I think a lot of times a server wouldn't even show you this and just like kind of get crumpled up and thrown in the garbage. But they're just like Peter. This is so fucking weird. Um, so you know, I guess point number three is you're just gonna encounter some real fucking weird people out here, especially nighttime bar gigs where there's a lot of drinking. Um, although some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen was at a, a country club bar where somebody got very, very drunk and it was quite intense. The cops came. Yeah. Please a, share. Well, it was just a lady throwing a fit. She was just going nuts about how the management was mean to her. It was, it was just a big crazy fit. And it's, you know, in a quiet country club clubhouse throwing a fit. She like flipped a chair over. It was like, yeah, she's like, Manager was like, I'm calling the cops. She's like, go call the cops. I'll have them arrest you. It was like one of these things where she thought like, oh, I'm going to have them arrest you for, um, I can't remember what she thought she was going to get the manager arrested for, like harassment or something. I'm just like that. I, I was packing up to leave actually. And I was just like, I'm going to stay for another f- five minutes. Uh, hmm, so this anyway, could lead to a good episode. You'll see. Yeah. You'll <laughs> see stuff like that. And, and honestly, that to me is even less crazy than this passive aggressive note thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get throwing a fit when you're upset. I don't get like seething quietly on a receipt yeah. to a waiter who like is not me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who, who are you? It's just, whatever. Well, it just makes you think how many times have they done this before or like what lengths have they've gone to in situations yeah, to, where they're uncomfortable or just not happy with the way that, you know, the environment around them is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's something to think about too. Like, People, people don't always say things when something is wrong, mm-hmm. right? This is kind of, I mean, it kind of goes back to this, uh, <laughs> so a weird, a weird segue, but, um, you know, when you're, uh, on a date or something with somebody and the consent issue, right? Enthusiastic consent. It makes sense to keep asking, are you all right with this? Are we cool? Are you enjoying this? Like not incessantly, but. Like it makes sense to ask those things because sometimes people don't speak up when something is wrong Mm -hmm. and it's kind of your job on some level to, to be gauging the crowd. Now in this case, these were just weird people and they were weird, but you know, you still on, on a on a larger level, you need to be kind of looking around at the crowd, taking the social cues and, uh, asking, asking the crowd really. It's like, Hey, do you guys want to, 
I, I'll do things like, hey, is if this is too loud, let me know. I'll turn down. Am I talking too much? Yeah. Am I am I talking too much? Uh, because this one time, <laughs> that's anybody out there uh, writing that's any funny. letters with eek on it? Yeah, right. Okay, and so another point here. Make friends with your servers. Make friends with the people you work with. Because this letter was shown to me because this server knows and likes me. And was like, oh, me and Peter are going to laugh about this together. It, it could, that type of thing could turn into, oh, I actually hate Peter. I'm going to show this to the manager and be like, look, this is like not working. Get him out of here. Uh, yeah. And that probably wouldn't work because I've got so much else going for me at that gig. But um, if you're just starting out, if you're just starting out, if uh, if that server is very well respected and you're new, um, if they're just if they're just starting, if they're just testing out live music, they're just like, look, our patrons don't like this, you know, like that. That could that could hurt. Right. Yeah. So make they're friends. out there. Yeah. Make friends with your bartenders and servers. Also, absolutely everything is ammo for your for your show, right? For your talking with the crowd. Um, I absolutely roasted the fuck out of these people with the with the help of the crowd on the following set. <laughs> um, although the the you know the culprit had left already, it was still fun to be like, "What the hell?" Listen to what these people did. <laughs> Make fun of these people with me, um, and like, yeah, and <laughs> me and the crowd had a great time with it. It was like it was you know comedy ammo brought us together. Where I was like, look at this. And I pulled the thing out. Like, I made a big show of, like, unrolling it like a scroll. And, oh, that's uh, fitting. British. Yeah. It was it was funny. Um, and then I, <laughs> then I got to, the, you know, I got to the end. And so we'd already made this joke about, like, oh, I'm, I'm talking too much. And then I got to the end and I was like, all right, well, I've got ten minutes left. So I'm just going to spend the last nine minutes talking. And, you know, <laughs> that, that gets a laugh. And it's just, like, you try to, like, roll your whole life. Like, kind of like what I, what I do in this podcast, right? Roll the experiences of your life into your show, and uh, and that can be really entertaining. And people like to connect that way. I already went over this one. Also, so these people were never going to tip. They didn't even recognize the tip jar was a thing, or they would have noticed that they were sitting there while a dozen other patrons came up and gave me like a hundred bucks. Um, if they'd been at all aware of the situation, able to read the room, they'd have noticed that they were the outlier for not enjoying it. Yeah. In closing, I'm just going to read this paragraph as as I put it in my notes. I'm not at all sure what this person's goal was. Sometimes a person just wants to be heard. I didn't notice anything weird about the table, although I did notice the kids say thank you to me on the way out, and an old man at the table tell a younger man that I'm very good. So that that's interesting. I didn't remember that. It's very unusual for someone to sit there, sit where they were sat. They were the front table, very close, um, and not give a tip at all. So I did note that, but they didn't give me any noticeably nasty looks. Whoever wrote that note is probably just a tough person to live with, if I were to guess. And I'll also note that the tip was appropriate, but not, but on the short side, uh, the, the tip for the table, um, about 18%, not a sign of a generous and open mindset. 18% is a, is an okay tip. It's like anything lower and people start going like, well, that's a small tip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that, those are my insights from this, uh, weird situation. You heard it here first. <laughs> is that your catchphrase now? I think so. All right, cool. Yeah. I like it. All right, folks. Well, that's another episode. We're wrapping up story time today with Peter. Make sure you check out Peter in the end. And catch us next week for another live episode. <laughs> Not live. Not live. Pre-recorded. <laughs> of the Mercenary Musician Podcast. Thank you.